boom, boom, boom. And start. And is it working? Is it working? Ah. Yay, we are streaming. Okay, so we can get this party started. <laughs> okay, ready? And five, four, three, two. I'm here for your amusement. One, go. <laughs> We're just trying to change the world here, people. Oh, really? Facebooking and the tweeting and the Instagramming, all that would not exist without our understanding of science. So it's amazing that you do that as an insult. If you mean true for you, it's different from true for anybody else. Have yeah, to absolutely, to because, because I can't think either got to be true or not. I can't, no, no. Greetings, citizens of Netlandia. Welcome back to O'Reilly Radio 165, recorded Friday, September 22nd, 2017, where we dismantle the current events for your edutainment through mostly rational conversations that make you go O'Reilly. I'm your host, Andy Cowan, and I have my usual suspects. I've got Daniel Atherton, I've got Amber Besecker, and I've got Stephen Griffith. Welcome back, everyone. I see that we survived. We survived the hurricane. Yes. Good old Irma. Survived is the word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, we, it we, is. We, sur- we survived this one... We have until the end of November before it's over. Tis true. Tis true. If we're lucky, that, that it's it's been because that thing that doesn't actually technically exist apparently, um, the season's been getting longer and longer. Oh goody! It'll go into December now. Happy Noel, everyone! Yeah. That's gonna be the name of the hurricane, Noel. <laughs> oh, that now if we had a hurricane, name Noel. On Christmas, that well, we just had Maria, so it's in line. No, no, because uh, they, they. I think Neil's the next one. Neil, oh, I, I haven't looked. I haven't looked. I'm, I'm sure that there's a website out there that we could maybe find. I don't know with, with, with these web machines and things like that. I don't know. Fancy, fancy stuff. So I'm being told there's no audio on Facebook. No audio on Facebook. How dare it? What? Are they hearing me, or they're not hearing anything at all? Uh, just you, nobody else. They're hearing me, but not anybody else. I yeah. hate these things. Let's see then. Oh, that's because that changed again. That's nice. Okay. Thank you very much. There we go. And is that working now? Can you hear us now? Oh, wow. Everything's just like refreshing all of a sudden. <laughs> okay. Stop Maybe looking so not. surprised, Dan. Board return, maybe. <laughs> Apply there. Okay. How about now? I wonder if they can hear it now. Yes, can you hear us now? now? Well, there's a delay, so... There is a, a minor <clears throat> delay. I think that's going to work. I think that'll do it. One hopes. That or it's going to be like an echo and a repeat 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 and a repeat. And I'm doing that just to annoy somebody out there. Okay. <clears throat> no, they said... Oh, yep, there it goes. Hey! Yay! Okay. Uh, just uh, uh, just continuously adjust the knobs until things work. So, there we go. So, <clears throat> okay, Sarah, Sarah. so we could start all over, but I don't think we will. No. No. No, screw it. We'll do it live. Okay. <laughs> we are. We okay, make we'll mistakes. We make mistakes, like just now. So, if you find them, let us know, however you happen to... To be able to do that, I mean, if it's whispering in Amber's ear, then, you know, please, 
feel free and do so. Um, Turn the fucking sound on. <laughs> or you can send us a note at OreallyRadioPodcast at gmail.com, or you could phone it in to us at 470-222-6759. That also takes text messages if you happen to be a mute. That's that's fine. Because <laughs> that's the only situation in that's which it. anyone ever text. Clearly, that's the only thing that would... It's the only reason. It's the only reason that comes to mind. Anyway, I'd like to thank our Patreon supporters. We've got Donald Davis, Melissa G., Henry, and Daniel Duncan from the Problem Addict Podcast. Thank you all for continuing to support this wacky endeavor of ours. <sighs> okay, so <clears throat> it's time to take the global economic pulse. Not exactly a closing bell, but hey, it'll work. And it <clears throat> probably. An angel got its wings. We're low. No. We're low tech. It's what we got now. Maybe this is more like a the closing bell that we're looking for is. <laughs> okay, that works. All right, so <clears throat> we're trying to follow the markets. We're trying to figure out how things are going in this wacky world of ours. Um, I've adjusted some things because I uh, I screwed up, and last week, see, I'm I'm catching myself on those. I did not bother to send myself an email though. I might have texted me, but I lost. I, yeah, because I was mute, so I lost the ability to do things over the um, over the hurricane, and it just completely slipped my mind as I was trying to patch things together and fill generators and all that. So I had to go back in time, and I had to get the Nasdaq closings for last week, uh, and the Dow closing, and and the S and P, and so. And since time travel is, of course, theoretically impossible, and I don't have 1.21 gigawatts, gigawatts, etc., to throw at the problem, or a DeLorean, I'd have to steal one. I instead found a website uh, called Zax.com, and they do stock market uh, trading and uh, analysis and all sorts of things. And they have a review every closing period, apparently, or at least every week. So I found those, and I, I slapped those onto the show notes so you can... You can go back and you can look at the analysis, and there's a lot more in-depth analysis that they're going to do, because that's what they do, than what we're going to do here. We're just going to give you the closing costs. So we might as well start with uh, week three of September, because we've got five Fridays in September this uh, this year. So the Dow closed at 22,268.34, which was up from the week week past. NASDAQ closed at 6,454.28. That also was up. And the S&P closed at 2,495.62, which was also up. So gains all around last week. This week, the Dow closed at 22,359.23. That is up. The NASDAQ, however, tanked a little bit at... 6,422.69, though that's not really tanking. It is. It did lose 30-ish, somewhere in there. I'm not going to bother doing the math. You can do the math at home. I've got all the numbers for you. But the S&P actually passed 2,500. So that's, that's a nice little mark there. I mean, it's only five up from previous week, but hey, it's up from the previous week. So you can follow all of those. And uh, yeah. Good stuff. I'm trying to also revamp the, the show notes. Things are looking a little better, a little worse. I'm not really sure, but uh, formatting is a pain. So a little inside baseball, trying to do things in Google Docs or even Word. You get a formatting mm-hmm. down, you really like the formatting, everything's beautiful. And then you copy it into Squarespace and everything goes to hell. Yep. <laughs> so because it 
it has a very limited markup language. So mm-hmm. you don't get any colors. You don't you don't get hardly anything that you want. So I'm going to see what I can do about that, uh, including possibly archiving these and putting in a permanent link into the show notes. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But I am working to try and make things better for you. So the IMF, I did not figure out what the uh, what the end costs trading were for uh, the dollars and uh, and cents around the world last week. But for this week, the euro is uh, it's hanging tight, same as week one at 0.84 to one U.S. dollar. The Chinese yuan actually uh, is is coming up a little bit. We're we're getting more trading value out of the dollar from them. Uh, at 6.59 Chinese yuan, and the Japanese yen also has uh, has rebounded, so we're getting uh, almost 112 out of uh, Japanese yen for per the dollar. And the British pound has continued to decline, however. So for one U.S. dollar, you're going to get 0.74 Great British pounds. And the Bitcoin, Bitcoin has actually rebounded uh, considerably. You know for a Bitcoin partial currency. So it's 0.00028, which is up from uh, my 2.3 measurement and up over even week one. So it's doing uh, much better, but it still hasn't rebounded back to uh, what it closed at in July at 0.00036. So all of that is in the show notes. I also had to go back in time for the oil price. So last week... um, I did theorize that we were going to see quite the price hike with Houston being battered and a lot of the oil wells and terror happening in uh, in Texas. So and the Gulf, yeah, yeah. So they they were hit really hard, and production has uh, has really ceased in in many areas, and they have not been able to re- recoup any of that yet. Uh, so they uh, they have then raised the price per barrel to forty nine dollars and ninety five cents. And that was up $2.47 over the week before. And then this week, it's now crossed the $50 threshold, so it's 50.66. And that's up another $0.71 cents the week over. So, yeah. Uh, it's also, we, um, we now just ended summer. So that season that artificial season ending essentially has uh, has closed. So now we're going to be getting into the into fall, and they run their businesses very seasonally. So a lot of the prices, you know, fluctuations, we're going to see that in the season. So people are going to be possibly traveling less. We're getting into the time when there's going to be more deliveries for the holiday season. So the holidays holidays are ramping up. So oh, yeah, mm-hmm. so diesel prices are definitely going to go up, so they can uh, you know really stick it to our uh, our friends on on the road. <sighs> At least that's what I've noticed. If I'm wrong, if I'm full of it, please email us or really radio podcast at gmail dot com. And also the um, the national debt, national debt. Uh, our friends over at usdebtclock dot org, we passed twenty trillion dollars. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me just uh, <laughs> again on that one. Uh, so yeah, that's um. <clears throat> so yeah, it was uh twenty trillion one hundred and seventy two billion seven hundred and fifty million three hundred and sixteen thousand seven hundred and seventy three dollars. 
as of and a partridge uh, and yeah, as of about uh, ten forty-five tonight. So there you have that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. How you doing? I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's really all the all the news that I have uh, have fit to print there. Um, any finances that that you guys have noticed that uh, that are notable, n- news and noteworthy? Well, mostly. <clears throat> hi, how much we're going to be spending on the U.S. military oh, during yeah. the next budget? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So uh, Trump's budget requested was it uh, thirty-eight billion? For, forty-eight. Forty-eight. Forty-eight billion. Yeah. And Congress decided to give almost eighty billion. Yeah, nearly 80. That's just... So when you ask how was Bernie going to pay for, you know, everyone having access to college, there you go. Well, really, no. the, The argument is, okay, so we can't afford college. And we can't afford a universal health care. Nope. But we can afford to raise the military's budget more than some of our allies spend on their budget entirely. Uh, Not just that, like, combined allies. Yeah, several countries' worth of military budget has just been approved. Um, But I have a feeling why that happened. Oh, well, could it be, uh, oh, let's see, what did he call him? Rocket Man? Yeah. Because he's a dotard. Yes, those two <laughs> throwing barbs at each other uh, and <laughs> the world funny. going, yeah. are, you, are, are you guys really going to declare nuclear war? Re- re- really? You, you're you're going to do this. You're, well, you've heard you're, what you're going Kim's to do latest this. threat was. Who, no. Kim's or, or Trump? Kim's. No. Uh, dropping a hydrogen bomb in the Pacific and setting it off. Uh, to do actually, de- actually deploying a thermonuclear weapon as a show of force into the middle of the Pacific. Okay. You know that wouldn't yeah. really do a whole lot. I mean, it's not really a show of force. It's just one less bomb that he has. Well, let's be honest. I would be surprised if they even have thermonuclear capability yet. They barely have nuclear capability. No, no, no. They can build a bomb. Bombs are dead simple. They really are. Bombs that function well are apparently a problem for them because they've not ever hit a yield that they have that their weapons should have been able to do. Well, that's true, and they couldn't get rockets off the ground <clears throat> until we started uh, tracing the rocket engines back to the Ukraine, mm-hmm. where they ended up uh, stealing rocket scientists. The Earth this is, is fun. This is a this is a Bond film. We're living in a Bond film. Well, considering that the Russians decide, you know, that entire you know Ukraine thing and us not being able to manipulate them, we're we're not okay with that. So let's just invade the Crimea, mm-hmm. destabilize the region, and oh, by the way, North Korea, we destabilize the region. If you want to send some people to pick up something from the the shops, go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, scientist shop. 
Yeah, just going to just going to drop by and, and pick myself up a couple of nuclear scientists. <laughs> they um, just go into their little their little coolers at night and So, <laughs> can I get a six pack of rocket scientists, please? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like the pint or quart size? Yeah, okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Imperial <laughs> measurements? How dare you? I want liters. Okay. <clears throat> so, but, that's uh that's entertaining. Yeah. That's a thing that happened. So we have to, to be prepared for World War Three. <sighs> okay, so here's my, my take on that. Nothing's going to happen. No, it shouldn't. But we're going to spend like crazy until something doesn't happen. I know that's... It's going to be like the it's next the Cold, Cold War. War. It's the Cold War, yeah. Well... I'm just waiting for, you know, flashbacks because it seems to be the thing that we're doing best here and going, so we're going to have another Star Wars program? I'm waiting waiting for that to crop back up. Well, the problem with the Cold War was, at least until Reagan, you at least had one side that wasn't stupid. (laughs) It was mostly the Russians, but a lot of times it was us. Thankfully, during the Reagan era... The Russians were actually the smart ones. Um, well, they they were smart by not pulling any triggers. And Gorbachev was yeah. a very sly fox. Oh yes. I mean, let's let's be honest about that whole policy there. Um, oh yeah. <clears throat> with um, most likely what we're seeing, and and let's let's analyze for a moment what North Korea is really hoping to achieve. Because they have, they have no real exports to speak of. They Im, they're in a bad way because we're coming up on winter in the northern hemisphere. Winter is coming. Winter is coming, and winter yeah. in North Korea a is clear winter. Winter in North Korea is bad without any nuclear winter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I watched Match. I know. And they get enough. They have a pipeline specifically for heating oil that comes from Russia. Somebody in Russia, if they get the word, they actually have to drive a Jeep out there and turn a crank to stop the flow. But if that happens, and what the United States, the UN, what they're trying to do is to force them really at gunpoint your money or your life kind of thing to put down arms by making sanctions so onerous that their people die. No quarter at all. Because people will die. Yeah. They they're Just already they're famine. already nearly starving. But many the problem are. the problem is in this case is yeah, to a degree, Kim Jong-un is acting as a semi-rational actor. I've seen a lot of reports and go, okay, yeah, there's a lot of hubbub and hubbubaloo, but he technically is acting as a rational actor. Hmm. However, in these cases, like we've seen a lot of autocracies, there is going. it doesn't matter how many people die no. unless it affects him directly. Correct, yeah. That's He's... when they'll go, okay, now we need to do something about it, because the peasants are the peasants, they're there to die for the state. Yeah, gods need sacrifices. Correct. 
his great grandfather needs sacrifices. Um, in in this particular case, let's consider what his goals are. He has uh, he has studied in the West. He has yeah. Western ideals in his head. Loves basketball. Not that that really affects this. So, what it what many have theorized. I'm not the only one coming up with this. Is that he's trying to beat his way into having a seat at the table. Because yes. once you have the means to destroy countries, yeah, once you've got the nuke, you then have elevated yourself to a different level of country, mm-hmm. militarily and speaking. Looking at <laughs> Pakistan, India, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because now those were backwater countries that were not taken seriously. Now it also you have you to take from, them seriously. Regime change. For the most part, keeps you safe from a little bit from regime change, but also from any form of actual foreign military invasion. Because Itchy when you're going to launch a missile and wipe out a tr- wipe out a city, you tend to be a little more, you know, careful. Yeah. With that. It, now he also has the. The unique place of not only being in a position of almost, almost, not quite, almost divine authority. He's a demi-divine authority. Um, in in that he has he has the pawns to play. He has his people. The people he has brainwashed them since childhood. The entire country has brainwashed them since childhood mm-hmm. to hate the West. Absolutely hate the West. They have wonderful accordion music all about hating us. It's an amazing country. I've seen the accordion music. I've heard that. I've seen some of the propaganda videos. Yeah. And I've heard some of the stories, like some Children of the rhymes. that went down. Yeah. I like the World K-pop Wars. girls that oh, yeah. come out. And... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really interesting cultural experiment that has been going on in that country for decades. I mean, of course, everybody knows the story of in Korean War, the American soldiers who beat a woman to death and then ate her in front of her family. I mean, that's right. common knowledge. Right. Yeah. No, that never happened. Not that they're ever going to listen to this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so we, in our actions as, you know, Western imperialists, if we impose sanctions, we strengthen his hold on, on his pawns because we are actually forcing them to freeze to death. Genuine atrocity kind of thing. Human rights issues. And at the same time, he could always threaten to nuke one of his own cities. He has built-in hostages. He has all the cards to play in that kind of in this kind of poker. It's uh-huh. really bad. So at at some point, you have to take into account what the man actually wants. What does he want? He wants his nation, his legacy, to be at the same table as his neighbors and allies. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He wants an equal place. 
He wants to elevate his country from a weird backwater, which he knows it is because he's been in other countries. He's been educated in other countries. He knows. He has found, he has found the love of their cheeses. Yes. <laughs> oh, actually, interesting story. His great-grandfather, or grandfather, I, I get the, I get the Grand- lineage. Kim Il-sung. Kim Il-sung is the grandfather. And he was also a stocky man. Apparently, yes. he gained weight to look more like him, and included including his signature haircut. That's his grandfather's haircut. Close to. He's Not quite, but close he's to. Physi- actually, he's physically emulating him as much as possible. There's a meme about that that says Kim Jong-un is slowly expanding into the blueberry girl from Willy Wonka. <laughs> Violet, you're turning violent. Mm-hmm. Violet, you're turning violent is more like what it is. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's all that's all true. It's all happening. Um, but so really, ten years, ten years down the line, once we have a new president, no matter what, they'll end up with a seat at the table. They'll be brought into the UN. I've and all I've of this will be a thing a of the past. Um. Arms Control Wonk is a good podcast to listen to because they actually go deep into this. But a lot of actual, I've seen some memos coming out of State Department and such on that basically say that yeah, it sucks, it hurts, it's going to cause all kinds of issues with petty dictators down the future and all kinds of things. But honestly, if we want to head off a potential massive military conflict and the cost of millions of lives, the smartest thing to do at this point is just go, dude, give him a seat at the freaking table. Yeah. Because really, it's the best way ever to defuse this situation. Because as soon as they have a seat at the table, then, in order to have that seat at the table, you have to have a looser uh, allowance to let people in and out. Uh And suddenly, they get to see more of the world. They get to realize that we're not actual monsters. That the people around them are just regular people and really could care less about what that little country is doing. So that would normalize everything. So we give them a seat at the table. We neutralize the threat in placating. They're so small. We could have just spent the $80 billion on aid for them. And just washed our hands of it. We do it for Israel. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Anyway. I know why we do it for Israel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, there's many reasons why we do it for Israel. Israel's a a very unique little snowflake in the Middle East. It's also the fact that 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 it's a snowflake in the desert, for instance. I see that a lot of people will say that whole thing about well, all this money going to Israel, everything else. People don't realize, yeah, it's after the Yom Kippur War and the Six Day War. Um, we, as their main born ally, realized, yeah, Israel will literally, if you let them go, won't stop until nope. all of their enemies in the area are dead. Yep. So essentially, we pay Egypt and we pay Israel. Why? To keep them both from fighting each other and ending the whole area because they can. And it's, it's it's bribe money. It is straight up bribe money to keep them going. Guys, mm-hmm. don't start a war. 
Don't fight, please. Now, conveniently, it's not just a bribe, but both countries actually buy military assets from us. So it's also yeah. just a, a handout to the military-industrial complex. Yeah. Many hands have been washed. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Many, many That's hands a dirty, have been washed. dirty basin. Yeah. Now, it, of course, it's it's all a holy war. I mean, so it's not a reasonable thing in the first place, so you can't reason someone out of that. So what do we do with unreasonable people? Bribe them. We bribe them. We pay them off. We pay them to Good do the things that we want to do. capitalism. Exactly. And this is how capitalism has won the world. Straight, it, it, straight up. That's how it is. It's mafioso capitalism. You know, it's protection money. It's paying off the police so they don't bother you. You know, I mean, it's that's what it is. But it's and it's a giant protection racket. And really, when you start looking at things like this, have a beer and just laugh. Because all of this, it's, well, one, it's beyond all of our pay grades. And two, it's all going to be okay. Because it's not in anyone's interest to light one of those off and actually kill people. It's not even in his interest. Now, actually, if we do the cruel calculus, and he were to somehow have an accident and nuke a whole bunch of his own people, those are fewer mouths to feed and a propaganda coup. Again, the weird man in North Korea, call him Rocket Man, call him by his actual name, whatever you want to do, he has all the cards in this. The, the game has already been played out. You know, anybody that's played chess, you, you know that you have to play a few moves ahead in your head. You know, you got to get there. You got to figure out what your opponent's going to do. You know, if you do this, then they're going to do this. If you do that, they're going to do this. If they do that, then you have to do this. And on and on and on and on. And the more moves you can play ahead, that's how you win the game. By seeing all the moves possible. That's why computers are really good at chess. Now, in that, yes, you can, you know, trap them into certain things, but. All he wants is his country to have a seat at the table. It's the easiest buy-in. You get a nuclear weapon. Mm -hmm. He's seen it happen. He's studied history. Oh, my gosh. And, of course, he's also in, he's a dictator. And he's ruthless at it. He has no compunction to kill family members if it gets him where he needs to be. Such a man cannot be reasoned with, but he can be dealt with, and he can be bought. He clearly has a price. Mm -hmm. And that price, well, maybe somebody should ask him what it is. We're theorizing that it's a, that's the seat of the table, but maybe they should just ask him. You know, maybe a nice secretary of state. Uh, we don't have one, though. Oh, damn it. That's right. That's right. We fucked up there, too. Uh. Um. <laughs> No, sad thing is, you know how we can get probably the best intelligence? Rodman? Yeah. <laughs> Send Dennis Rodman over? He's offered. Yeah. <laughs> He's apparently yeah, he offered is. to go over. That's that's the sad... Th this is how bad yeah. 
the situation is. This is the world we, we live in. We just need to reenact Space Jam. Oh, no. He does love movies. With but magical with unicorns. The Americans and the North Koreans. Does love movies, yeah. Uh, you know, since we're talking about money... Oh, wait, let me bring that back around. We're talking about money, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, we're always talking about money. I mean, money and politics, politics and money, and uh, and all that. Well, Space Jam made a lot of money. It did, which is terrifying. Anyway, so... Anybody have credit... Yes. <laughs> Not anymore. Have it or <laughs> exists during during our time away here. Uh, you know, dealing with hurricanes and things like that. There was another hurricane happening. Actually, it happened earlier this year, around mm-hmm. tax time. Um, Equifax, one of the three mm. major credit reporting agencies. We've got Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, and I hate them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well, everyone else should. Yeah. Well, they um, they have had not one, but at least two confirmed security right. incidents. Yeah. And the debacles that have come out of that, it's just mind-numbing. So... I mean, I can't tell you if I have credit, because if I go to Equifax's site to find out, I have to uh, waive my right to... Legal action. That's actually not true. That's actually not true. That was a waiver, not for Equifax, but for the website itself, which is a division of Equifax, but a different subsidiary. And one of the uh, state's attorneys general actually requested clarification on that because it was so vague. And Equifax did come back and, and said in no uncertain terms, that that did not disqualify people from being a member in a class action lawsuit. That is very good to know. How about the fact that they knew months prior to what they initially said they knew, and then... And that that several executives uh, ended up selling off a whole lot of stock? Oh, yeah, yeah, insider trading. Well, when, uh, when people wanted to find out what was going on, they were redirected to a fake website. Were they? Oh, I did not. I did not hear that one. Okay. Yes. Um, well, they 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 said uh, very very nicely that the uh, the executives in question were not in the loop on that, and it was mm. merely a coincidence that such a thing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Coincidence. Now that's that's what's on the record. So anything else that we say is merely conjecture, and you know, can't be. Since I'm saying that, I think that that probably alleviates any liability on our part <laughs> to carry on. Uh, it's it's a giant joke, and they look horrible. The only thing is that uh, they're a private company. Well, actually, are they? No, they're they're a publicly traded company, so yeah. their stock will take a hit. However, given that what they are is a credit reporting agency that is used by everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one is going to stop using them. Yeah, there's no recourse. There is no recourse here at all. Uh, this is why we need to have more antitrust laws. Well, what? There's plenty of competition. There's three of them. Three is not competition. Three is collusion. <laughs> nice. Three is company, too. <laughs> 
Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I feel like I probably should have run the uh, the screaming geometrically uh, one in there, maybe for anyway. Oh, um, class action lawsuits are fairly worthless to you. Yes, they're worth a whole lot to whatever attorneys legal representative entity. Yeah. Yeah, they they are the ones that win out of that. Uh, it does. Imp- they will have very stiff penalties uh, thrust upon them. But really, if if you want to, now is the definitely the time to just go ahead and do a civil suit against them. You will end up getting more that way. The only thing is, it ends up being a real good hobby for people that are retired. Because it will take forever. And Equifax, being that they have lots and lots of money from banks, um, they'll just buy more lawyers. Now, if everybody goes after them, then they can't buy all the lawyers. And eventually, what they'll do is they'll just settle. The problem is that you'll have to... there'll be no actual recourse. No, no, no. There's no recourse at all. Unless the judge is willing to put a stiff enough penalty to actually hurt the company but what judge is going to be willing to make that and that can be fought as calls by the idea of unreasonable uh, reward right now there's there is there is a recourse that you can do it will not get you any financial gain in fact it'll probably cost you money and and time but if you are not um Seeking liquidity and trying to gain loans and and such, putting a freeze on your credit with all three agencies is really the route to go. In some states, there is no cost for this. In other states like California, it's $10 each. And they will also charge you for the privilege of doing this uh, to also unfreeze your credit. Now, what happens when you have your credit frozen in this way is it lasts for usually about a year, and then you, then it just goes away, and you have to do it again. Um, but what happens there is if anyone tries to gain credit on your account, trying to be you, then you will get a phone call saying, was this you? Are you trying to do this? You know, there's a fraud alert on, on your account. Now, fraud alerts, there are two methods. There's the freezing your credit, and then there's also, or also known as like locking, locking your account. Uh, But also, there's putting in a fraud alert. And I imagine at least that uh, Equifax will probably allow that to be done for free for now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Something something I want to mention about the freeze though yeah. is that there's more than a few places reporting that um, Experian makes it way too easy to undo that credit freeze. Um, the page only asks mm. for a person's name, address, date of birth, and social security number oh. when they want to retrieve their credit freeze pin. So if they've already got that information from the Equifax breach, you know. Yeah, that's definitely a problem. Definitely a problem. So everyone needs to move. And then after entering that data, <laughs> Free, all they have credit. to do is enter an email address, any email address. doesn't have to be one that you've ever used. They can enter any email address. Um, 
and have all that information sent to them. Yeah. So, I hope your lives don't get ruined. Because it's really apparent that this is possible. Oh, yeah. Between the the Anthem health, uh, health breach, with all that HIPAA information that, that got loose, and this with uh, basically every adult with credit in the United States, and some in Canada and other countries, was hit by this. Don't bother looking, because you were. That's really what it is. I mean, if you're too young to have a credit report, or if you're so old that, you know, maybe it doesn't matter, maybe you've already frozen it, then you might be in the clear. But if you've had credit, it was like, what, uh, 144 million people? Something like that. You know, within this country, there's 330 million, roughly. And a lot Basically, of those are a lot of those are, a lot of those are kids, though. No, no, it's it's yeah, two hundred sixty million are adults, roughly. Yeah, so most likely so over fifty percent. Yeah, well over fifty percent because also there's people that don't have any credit either, but still work in the system. You know, the eleven million illegal aliens. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Plenty of people that are still paying into the system have jobs, live here, uh, but don't have any credit history. Yeah, There's lots of people that don't have any credit system. history. Yeah. Oh. So, though, um, maybe they'll be the only ones left standing. <laughs> no, because be we're humorous. going to deport most of them. Well, they'll just be standing in another country. Oh, laugh or cry. Laugh or cry. That's what we got here. That's what we got. 2017 and nothing matters. That's right. That's right. Okay, so if you've enjoyed what we've done here and you'd like to help us out, there's a few ways. You can donate to the show through www.patreon.com slash radio and get uh, stuff. I'll give you some stuff. Sometime. I promise. Anyway, make the algorithms work for us by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you happen to find us or anywhere that can accept a rating, a review, and then let us know about it. And then that'll boost our ranking and get us in front of more eyeballs. Also, use your words. Tell somebody about us. And, of course, engage with us directly. Send us a message on the social medias or the electronic mail. Send a really radio podcast at gmail.com. Or if they're more talkative sort, 470-222-ORLY. That's 6759. And it's always ready to take your call or your text. And if you don't like what we've done here this evening, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. The Lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress, prevention and crisis resources for you or your loved ones, and best practices for professionals. And also, if you are a mute, they also do a a web chat version as well. Excellent. So definitely you can do that. And I'll see if I can put that, uh, that link in the show notes. Not that you'd be able to hear, possibly. Well, no. Anyway. Thank you for choosing to waste your valuable time on us. This has been a really radio part of the Random Acts Company. This work licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 United States license, including the music, music Rocket and Pemgea, created by Kevin McLeod of Incomptech.com. And that's it. <laughs> I love that bell. <laughs> it's definitely a closing bell. Okay. So uh, I think we've got some other stuff to talk about, so stay tuned.
Later. <laughs>